The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Hey, hey, welcome. It's that time, that time to get into the weekend. But first, the Disability Law Show is here. So good to have you along. John Scholes hosting as, uh, as well. My good pal, Savannah Tamarkin from San Fu Tamarkin LLP. I want to reach out to Savannah anytime to discuss your matter. Uh, more of a uh, private phone call. I'm going to give you that toll-free number anytime you can do that. That's probably how you want to, uh, how you want to address that. one 821 5900 the website always disabilityrights.ca we'll see if we can get to a few emails over the course of this uh, this half hour that would be help at disabilityrights.ca and something really exciting we're going to get uh, into momentarily they have built a website just to educate you it's called pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca we premiered it uh, the other week on our global tv show so you can uh, learn a little more about that pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca and we're going to give you some reasons why you should be checking that out it's really convenient it's anonymous easy to navigate so we'll get into that but savannah we always start off the uh, the show tonight with a bit of a week that was what do you got happening pal hey john great to be here with you let me start off by telling you that even though it's summer although the end of summer is coming uh you know typically we speak about car accidents car injuries and compensation the winter time right when there's ice when there's snow all over but the reality is car accidents happen unfortunately all the time and not just car accidents uh you know cyclists accidents, you know, when they get hit by cars, pedestrians versus vehicles. We have all these kinds of things happening all the time. And in fact, in the summer, I tend to see a lot more pedestrian versus car and cyclist versus car type accidents. And those ones can be pretty bad, right? I mean, you're dealing with a, a several ton vehicle hitting an individual. Oftentimes, the injuries are significant. The fractures, uh, you know, dislocations. There's a lot of stuff that happens. And you know, I get people calling me sometimes not understanding what their rights are. A lot of times they end up calling other law firms or they'll speak to their friend who's a real estate lawyer or a family lawyer or their brother, or their sister who don't do personal injury. And they simply think that, you know, we can just pick up this information on some websites. It doesn't work that way. You have to be very careful when you're getting information about the compensation that you're owed. Well, this particular individual, this gentleman called me, he's 32 years old, and it's his brother, it's his twin brother, who was actually jogging one morning. This was a few weeks back, jogging one morning around his neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, it's supposed to be a, a quiet morning, Sunday morning. Uh, people generally are not moving out and about early in the morning. So he thought, you know, he had the road to himself and so he's running on the road on the side of the road not in the middle of the road and lo and behold he's got his uh, airpods in and he gets struck by a car now luckily luckily uh we're not talking about catastrophic injuries but he did break his ankle his right ankle and he had to have surgery on it uh, he has mobility issues now etc and this gentleman you know, he works in a physical, physically strenuous type job. Um, not in a factory, but he does a lot of moving of equipment and things like that, right. IT stuff. And the reality is he's going to be out of commission for quite a while. And so the question that the brother had for me, because the brother is a longtime listener of the show, is, well, what can my brother get by way of compensation? And, you know, is it a slam dunk automatically that he's going to get that? And I explained to him, I said, look, I said, there are two types of claims here we have to look at. The first one, when you're struck by a car, is the accident benefits portion. Now, we talked about this before, John, that when you are injured as a result of a collision with a car, uh, you know, anytime a car is somehow involved, 
you are entitled to what's called accident benefits. They're also called no-fault benefits, and those yep. are benefits that you're supposed to be getting either from your, auto, your own auto insurer or, if you don't have auto insurance, from the insurance company of whoever was driving the vehicle that struck you. Now, the kind of benefits we're talking about, the, the main benefit really is income replacement benefit, and it's up to $400 per week. There's a formula that is used to calculate how much you're entitled to, uh, and it can go for quite a while. You don't get paid for the first week, but then it kicks in. But there's other types of benefits. There is medical rehabilitation benefits. In this case, this gentleman had a broken ankle, so he's entitled to up to $60,000 of medical rehabilitation benefits plus attendant care. The point is he's going to be able to get access to those benefits. But that's one part of the claim. That's without even looking at who's at fault for the accident. Then there is the tort. The tort is generally, when I deal with claims, the bigger part of the claim. That's when you go after whoever was responsible for the accident. Now, in this case, it's an interesting situation. This gentleman was running on the road. uh, He was struck from behind. So, you know, you have to think about this. Well, who's at fault here? We have to do this analysis. And, and, you know, the reality is we have to wait. I mean, I spoke with with the gentleman that that was struck. But obviously, I haven't had an opportunity to speak with the driver. The insurance company is going to be informed of that. He's going to have his own lawyer, and we're going to have to set up a time for me to examine the driver to understand how did that driver not pay attention sufficiently so as to strike this person from behind. But then, does it mean that the guy who was running, the gentleman I was speaking with, or his brother, does it mean that he is 0% at fault? Well, This is something that's interesting. It's important people to understand. These kinds of claims, they're not necessarily all or nothing. It's not black and white. You can have many scenarios where you have a split in liability, split in fault. Let me give you just a a 20,000 feet kind of explanation here of what's happening. Let's say that at the end of the day, we say that his injury and the damages that flow from his injury in terms of income loss, in terms of expenses he has around the home, in, in terms of everything else, Let's assume that it's worth $200,000, okay? 200, 300, whatever it is. Let's say that we determine that because he was running on the road, he's 25% at fault for getting struck, I right? See. No different than yep. somebody who's crossing the road who's jaywalking, right? It doesn't mean that they're 100% at fault, but it could be an attribution, a percentage that we attribute. And so in that situation, uh, what, what's happening is that if he's 25% at fault and the driver is 75% at fault, and let's say we settle, well, let's use an easy number, $100,000. Well, our client, my client, is not going to get $100,000. He's going to get $75,000, right? Mm -hmm. 75%. Because 75% is the amount that we've attributed to the driver. So the reason I'm saying this, John, is because you you can have cases where you have a significant amount of damages. Somebody who's catastrophic. We see this sometimes with children, unfortunately. Or people who are just, you know, brain injured or, or paralyzed, things like that, where the numbers, the damages are astronomical. But they are the ones who are primarily at fault for their own accident. Not 100%, but mostly. So let's say you have a case that's worth a million bucks. And let's say my client, who's owed this million bucks, was actually 90% at fault. Well, the logical settlement would be to settle for 10% of that because my client is, 10%, is 90% at fault, right? So $100,000. Right. So my point is, this is where a personal injury lawyer, somebody that knows what they're doing, myself, my team, people who do this for a living, we step in, we can explain to you what your rights are. And you know, John, the other thing I wanted to say, because we can do a whole show just on this particular call that I had, is that in this case, it was the brother, the twin brother that called me. And we have many listeners to the show who themselves don't need this help. But they may know someone who needs this help, whether it's a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, friend, colleague. If you know someone, 
that needs to get this information, needs advice, needs to have an assessment of their case, all for free, please, please get them to, to call us or email us. Uh, just get them in touch with, with us, whether it's me or someone on my team. We'll be happy to spend as much time as needed to answer all their questions, all for free, and it's all going to be absolutely accurate. And they're going to know what their rights are. They're going to be, because they'll know what their rights are, they'll be empowered to make decisions. They may choose not to proceed with a claim, and that's their choice. But the key thing is that they'll know what compensation is potentially owed to them, and then they can move forward. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned, uh, you know, the brother. Say, say there is a family member. Now, in this case, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a messed up ankle. Chances are he's going to be probably ninety, ninety nine percent back eventually. But what if it's a case where maybe he lost a leg or both legs, and now the family's got to help out? They've got to carry him around or have the home adjusted with certain types of gear. Is there compensation in there for them too? One hundred percent. Excellent question. I mean, in yeah. those kinds of situations, we're dealing with what could be catastrophic type of injuries or injuries yep. that are life-altering, life-changing. Absolutely. I mean, forget about just the pain and suffering component because that's what people gravitate to. They're like, okay, how much can I get for my pain and suffering? I've suffered a lot. Believe it or not, with a claim like the one you're describing, John, that's usually one of the smallest categories of damages, unfortunately. Wow. It shouldn't be like that, but they are. So, for example, let's say you lost your leg. You lost both legs, as an example. You lost an arm. You could be getting or you could be owed, let's say, $150,000, $300,000 maybe for your pain and suffering. But guess what? If now your ability to earn income is impacted, let's say you were earning $50,000 a year and you have 20 years of, of, of you know, uh, um, earning capacity left. And I'm just going to use an uh, extreme example here. Let's say that you can't earn any money going forward. That's 50 times 20. Do the math there. Now, what about if you need someone at home to help you? A caregiver, let's say. Who's going to pay for all that? That's right. Well, you're going to get some of that money from the accident benefits insurance company, right? The no-fault benefits. But anything in excess of that, again, is going to have to come from the insurance company of the person at fault for the accident. I can tell you, John, I've litigated once. I had a claim once with somebody who actually lost their leg. Uh, and that person, I think, was in their early 40s. Uh, he oh, had a sedentary man. job, so he was able to go back to the job eventually. But that case settled for $730,000. That's Jeez. what it settled for. And, yeah. and, you know, like, honestly, if that person did, was not able to go back to work or had difficulty going back to work or their income would have been reduced by some percentage, we would have easily exceeded a million dollars in terms of the, the, the damages here. So, so it's absolutely critical, and you're absolutely right. There's different categories of damages compensation. There's pain and suffering. There's income loss. There is future care, maybe past care, right? You may need yep. some treatments. You may need modifications to your home. That's going to cost money. The insurance company is going to have to pay that. Maybe the family members are now going to have to take care of you. Well, guess what? Under our laws in Ontario, Section 61 of the Family Law Act, family members are entitled to compensation for certain services that they provide the injured family member. Not to mention the fact that now they have a different family member because that person is injured, so they're entitled to pain and suffering as well. Again, this is all generalities, right? Every case is different. But these are good questions, John, and these are the kind of questions that we love to get because we love to give out this information. And we'll take a short break with that. A good opening segment there, pal. We're going to take that short break, get back into uh, to more. In the meantime, that number to have these types of discussions anytime with Savannah or a member of his team, you're always welcome to do so. It's toll-free, of course, 1-855-821-5900, website disabilityrights.ca. You want to drop an email if you prefer that. You can go to help at disabilityrights.ca. And after the break, we're going to get into this. It's, uh, it's brand new. It was crafted by Savannah and his team a short time ago. We just debuted it the other week, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. 
three reasons to check it out. There's 103, but we're going to cover three off the top here after a short break on the Disability Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back, Disability Law Show. So good to have you on this half-hour program here uh, this afternoon. You can always reach out to Savannah and his team anytime. You're welcome to make that phone call on your own time and have more of a lengthy private conversation. Toll-free, one 855 Email help at disabilityrights.ca. Okay, excited to get into this one. Uh, coming off the heels over the last few years of the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website, which has been so handy for that half of the firm, you have created your own, Savannah, for your team called pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Absolutely free. It's anonymous. It's simple to navigate. That's why it was made to educate you. Want to get into, um, as I mentioned before the break, we could we could spend an entire show on this uh, this new website, which is available, of course, on your desktop, your uh, your phone, your tablet, whatever you want to use, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. I want to kind of narrow it down to three reasons to check it out. I'll, I'll give you the first one. I'll let you expand on these. This uh, website, brand new, gives you free, accurate answers about your short-term and long-term LTD disability questions. Expand on that for a sec. Okay, so so let me go back a bit and, and say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you mentioned the pocket employment lawyer that my partner, Lior Samfiru, uh, had created, which I thought was absolutely genius. It was brilliant. And in fact, once it came out, it was criticized by a lot of other lawyers who do employment law only for them to start copycatting it <laughs> within a few months. You, lo- you, know, you see it everywhere. But I can tell you, ours is the original and is the best one, you know, hands down. But I always had a difficulty here with disability claims, long-term and short-term disability, because the pocket employment lawyer, when you're let go from your job, you want to know how much is my employer able to give me or should be giving me under the law in terms of yep. severance. You can't really do this kind of an analysis uh, on disability matters, the short-term and long-term disability. I can give you ranges... But there are so many variables that it's impossible. And so, you know, for quite a few years, we were thinking, okay, is it possible to actually do this? Can we somehow get something out there to people as opposed to just blogs on our website that provides people with these free and accurate answers, right? And this is the problem. The problem is, how do you do that? Well, we we finally figured it out. We figured out that really when people call us, when it has to do with a short-term or long-term disability matter, they simply want to know if the insurance company is correct in denying their claim or telling them to go see a doctor, an independent assessment. They just want to get some information, right? They simply do not trust the insurance company. And frankly, having worked for insurance companies in the past, I can tell you, I don't trust them either. So we decided to do, to create this website pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. And if you have any questions about your long-term disability claim or short-term disability claim, you want to know if the insurance company is correct in doing something. You want to know if they cut you off for a legitimate reason. You want to know anything to do with your claim. You simply go to that website. You enter, like you answer a few questions there. And then that pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca website will shoot out an answer that explains to you what your rights are. And it is free. It is free. And it's accurate. Now, Keep in mind, every case is different. Obviously, we have many details for every case. And so this this online tool is there to give you a starting point. Because most people, when they call us, like I said, John, they want to know, do I have a case? Is the insurance company right? This is the purpose of this website. So that you don't have to worry about getting false information from somewhere else. By the way, the other problem is, we talk about accuracy. People sometimes call me and say, well, this website I went to or this lawyer I talked to told me X and Y. 
and it ends up that they went to a website from the States or they spoke to a lawyer from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, the laws are not the same everywhere. Certainly within Canada, they're very similar, but you can't, you know, uh, look at the laws in the States. It's completely different law. So you have to make sure that you get the right information, the accurate information to be able to understand what your rights are. And that's the main reason I would say you have to check this out. And if you don't need this, maybe somebody you know who's dealing with an insurance company with respect to short term or long term disability, maybe they need this tool. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. It'll also tell you immediately, which is nice, if your insurance company has done something wrong with your disability claim, because that is a uh, that is a mousetrap for most people who are not in the know, right? So it is, and I covered this with the first point, but the reality is most people simply assume that because the insurance company said X, that X must be correct. No, yeah. it's not true. I had a case once where a person came to me, they were denied a claim, uh, their disability payments, and the, the individual gave me the denial letter, and it contained no less than 12 reasons, I call them excuses, for why the insurance company thought that this person is not owed compensation. So I went through each one of those reasons with the individual, found out that it's all bull. We ended up starting a claim, and within seven months, we secured a settlement of over $250,000 for this person. So you understand, John, what, yeah. what is nice about this disability tool is you don't even have to call me, right? I mean, you're yeah. going to get these, this information immediately. Just immediately it's in front of you, and it's free. That's the key thing, and it's now. So if you're listening to this and you know you call me after hours, I don't know, at 1 a.m. because it's keeping you up at night and you can't reach me, well, guess what? You can go to this website and you can reach that website and it'll give you the answer right there and then immediately. Again, guys, it's uh, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Yeah, quick and easy to use if you don't want to, you know, sidestep Savannah's team, which is all, they're always good for a phone call. They won't bite. But if you want to do a little research on your own time, very quickly, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca, created by Savannah's firm. Google reviews, the top of the pile across the country, so you can trust it for sure. Pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Check it out. It's absolutely uh, absolutely free. I think we have time for an email or two. Bashar is first, says, uh, guys, thank you for the wonderful show and for educating so many people. I'm a PSW and have been on long-term disability for just over a year with Parkinson's, which is a degenerative condition. I'm 62 years old. I just got a letter from my insurance company telling me that my benefits will end next June because they believe that I can do office work. But this is absolutely not true. I don't know what to do. Also, my wife slipped on black ice last January outside the mall. She's still not back at work. The insurance company of the mall wants to pay her $10,000 and for her to sign something saying, the case is over. Is this something we should do and she should do? Thank you again for all your kind help. What do you think about that, Bill? Well, Bouchard, first of all, thank you for reaching out. I mean, we're dealing with two issues here. One LTD, long-term disability, one slip and fall. So for the LTD, I can tell you right now that if you went to the pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca website and you entered the information you just gave me, it will tell you that the insurance company is wrong to end your benefits. Now, John, let's break that down for a second. He's a PSW, which is a personal support worker, right? He helps people people who are ill, people who are injured. It's a very difficult job. It's a very taxing job. He has Parkinson's. I mean, we're talking about an objective neurological condition. He probably has a neurologist uh, that supports him being off work. For the insurance company to simply come back now and say, oh, you know, we think that you can do some other job, complete and utter nonsense. It's nonsense. But they do this all the time, by the way. And they do this around that two-year mark when the test, the criteria for eligibility for LTD changes from your own occupation to any occupation when they say, oh yeah, you can do something else for which you're qualified for. 
I mean, countless times do I see people who are in their 50s, 60s, maybe even older, who come to me and say, I can't do that. I've done what I've done for 30 years, for 40 years. I don't have the qualifications. So, so Bushar, I can tell you right now, without even knowing anything more about your claim, you have a case against the insurance company. There's no way that they're allowed to cut off your benefits, and we can resolve this fairly quickly. Let me move on to his wife's claim, John. So this is important here. His wife slipped on black ice, okay? She's not back at work. I can tell you, whenever I hear someone telling me that they're injured because of a slip and fall or a car accident or other injury, and there is indication here that someone is at fault, there is negligence there, maybe the winter maintenance contractor was not taking care of the premises, they didn't put salt, they didn't clear it up, whatever. Whenever I hear something like that and the person says, I have not gone back to work or I've gone back to work on part, you know, part hours or, or part duties, Immediately in my mind, the claim, the value of the claim shoots up. I don't know if she's earning 10 bucks an hour, if she's earning 50 bucks an hour. It doesn't really matter. If you have not returned back to work or you're having difficulty working because of your injury, the claim value is a lot larger than if you are not working at all or you have not been working for a while or have been on disability before the accident, okay, automatically. So knowing this, And using this as context, listening now to him saying that the insurance company of the mall wants to pay her 10 grand and to Mm. sign something, quote unquote, saying that the case is over, we talked about this before. Never, ever sign a settlement with an insurance company for an injury without speaking to a lawyer that knows what he or she is doing. Never. And the reason is simple. Unless you're in the industry, unless you understand how to value your claim, you could be settling for cents on the dollar. And once you sign that piece of paper, he, he calls it something. I'll tell you what that something is, Bouchard. It's a release. In fact, it's called a full and final release that releases the insurance company, the mall, probably everybody associated with this claim or potentially associated, releases them for any further liability. And John, because we've been doing this show for years, I've had people over the years call me when they've realized that they've settled for cents on the dollar after they've become aware of their rights and asking me if I can reopen their case. I can't. I can't. Once you sign that release, you know, you have to move heaven and earth to try and overturn that. And the reality is courts are very, very reluctant to overturn these kinds of releases, which is why the insurance company loves to dangle some money in front of you to get you to sign a piece of paper that protects them. It's a shield for them. I can tell you right now here, Bouchard, without knowing much about your wife's claim, but the fact that I know that it was last January, she's still not back at work, so it must be a significant enough injury to prevent her from working. She probably has been taking, I don't know, doing physio, massage. I don't know if she has any benefits through work. I can tell you her case is worth way more than $10,000, way more. And without even knowing what the injury is worth here, John, I wouldn't be surprised if her claim is worth in the six figures. So, Bushar, I'll be happy to speak with your wife, give her all the information, and then you guys can decide how you want to deal with the scenario. But, John, word to the wise for all our listeners, do not deal with insurance companies directly. Give us a call, talk to us for free, and understand what your rights are. A great 30 minutes, pal, and we're going to send you off into your weekend as well. Now that we are done for another week, you can always reach out, and you're always invited to to call Savan and talk to him, one 821 Great team on the other end of that line ready to help you. Just a conversation is all you need. Possibly, that might be all it is, one phone call. The website, disabilityrights.ca. You want to send along an email, maybe appear on a future show like Bashar just did, help at disabilityrights.ca. And one final reminder, always to visit this website first, again, ed- 
educate yourself absolutely freely and anonymously. PocketDisabilityLawyer.ca. Again, on your tablet, your desktop, wherever you choose to have a look at it on your cell phone, even PocketDisabilityLawyer.ca. And we'll catch you next time right here on the Disability Law Show. Have a fantastic weekend. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.